What is up, Airheads? I'm back! And I'm back with another Love is Blind recap episode. This time we're hopping into episode two, Juicy Details Left and Right. And if you're watching, you know what I'm talking about, and I can't wait to jump into it. Um, just an update, though. New regular episodes will still be coming out on Thursday, so this isn't just becoming like a Love is Blind recap every week type of thing, but I will give a recap every week just in addition to the episodes on Thursday. So if you do like these Love is Blind recaps, expect them to come out the day after, so Fridays. Yay! Um, hope you can appreciate that. A lot of content gonna be coming your way. Yes, sir. And a lot of opinions because I have so many opinions about this season. So many opinions about the people, about the relationships, about the outfits, about the weird editing. We can just hop right into it though. So without further ado, Let's get into episode two. Also, that was cringe. I really apologize. Okay, so we start off where we left off, and Nick and Danielle, which are my picks currently, right now, and we're only into episode two, to be endgame. Like, they're so cute together. They're so genuine with each other. It's so obvious that that connection is there, and now they're meeting each other, which beyond happy about honestly and you can see that both of them are too i have to say though when they open the door and nick i don't know what i don't know if this is like a normal thing but he walked in and it was he looked like limp like his arms were kind of just like flailing i was like this is weird this is weird um i will say that i straight sobbed um, mostly because Nick's socks, because they have his dog on them. He has a golden doodle. How iconic. What an amazing dad. Like, you just know that if a guy cares about a dog that much, he's going to care about you and your kids, and he's just going to be a good person. That's a good overall person. Um, although I, I did cringe very, 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 very much when he was like, his dog needs a mommy. Um, I don't love the word mommy, especially in a relationship context. I think that's even worse than daddy. Daddy is pretty bad, though, too. Like, that much is true. But not mommy. And not the first time you meet in person. Save it. Save it for another day. Or for never, perhaps. Just don't say it. Um, however, I didn't let it detract from the overall cuteness of them meeting because it was really cute and you can tell that that connection hasn't gone away and I think that that's really important with all things considering because physical attraction is important and although the show isn't centered around that it plays a very big role so that was obviously a great way to start the show was by seeing a couple who got a connection finally meet because that gives everyone hope like hey they got engaged that could be me i mean it couldn't be me because like actually literally couldn't be me that's terrifying but it does give the other couples like hope and it's a good way to start the show like show that connections are being made and the experiment is working as of now um and then we move into ayana and Jarrett back in the pods they are so freaking cute 
um it it was really funny though because she goes yeah like i don't really like making out i'm not a huge fan of kissing for five plus minutes i'm not into saliva and i died because jared made like this laugh laughing sound he was like like blue like he like uh like literally like i can't even mimic it but he was like he was laughing really hard at the fact that she doesn't like saliva like he thought that was weird and literally because i have closed captioning on because i can't fucking hear and the closed caption says blows raspberry jared blows raspberry i was like what like i know what a raspberry is like that thing you do on someone's stomach when you're like yeah that but i was like that is so weird that they called it that i just had to make a note of that and to tell you guys about it because i it really took me aback i was like what the fuck but anyways i didn't i don't what do you guys think about the saliva thing because to be honest i dated a guy for a really long time and he was not a fan of using tongue so we never kissed with tongue like rarely rarely ever if if we did it was like funny like to freak him out um or to be like goofy it was never like romantically and i got really used to it so when i started getting back into the dating scene that kind of took me aback when people would shove their tongues down my throat or like into my mouth i was like whoa 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 like did not consent to that and it's because i had kind of just learned to not use it and i had gone gotten really comfortable with that and so now i'm comfortable with both so i'm pretty okay with both but yeah for someone who's never dated someone like that that would be really difficult to hear i think like that that would be hard to get over um especially if you if you are into kissing so i'm not sure if this would cause them problems i feel like it's a, such a minor problem and uh, yeah so i i didn't really think too much into it but we are starting to like again see the seeds of Jarrett choosing between ayana and mallory like really liking them both and switching between them and that's going to be really hard and i foresee that causing issues so then of course we hop into mal mal's and jer bear's pod and yes that is not the names i gave them that is the names they gave each other it's kind of cute and endearing that they have become so close that they gave each other cute little personalized nicknames. I personally think it's adorable, way better than the typical hun, babe, baby, cutie, bae, whatever bullshit. So yeah, I can appreciate that about them. They're really cute in that way. I see so much potential here. I really do. Mal and Jarrett just seem they have a super easy flow of conversation they you know he's already dreaming about her um clearly they can both turn each other on with the conversation and she even makes a mention of that she goes if you can turn me on with a conversation you can do just about anything and i thought about that more and i was like that's so true as a person who's intellectually stimulated looks they only do so much the conversations and the friendship and the love that that's what doesn't go away and you don't really have to necessarily have a physical attraction first to do any of those things so i i love that and i think she made a really good point that you you know once you do that you can get through a lot um so we'll see about that though but i do see potential here because i mean they're already talking about rings 
I mean, he, you can tell that maybe the connection is deeper than it is with Ayana because he's like, okay, we're going to get you like that gold ring set that you want, which by the way, I agree. I love a classic traditional gold and I can resonate with that a lot. So love that for her. I hope she gets that. Um, I will say though, it, this is definitely going to get awkward with Ayana. I can feel it in my bones. Either he's going to propose to one or the other. Um, and maybe they have feelings for other people. You know, it's just a whole thing. Um, I, yeah. So we'll see. We'll have to see where that goes. And then the biggest question too that I had from their pod session was, and I, I'm assuming this is what it would be like, but are the pods timed? Like, does anyone have an answer for that? Because I don't have an answer for that. And I feel like they have to be. I'm assuming they don't necessarily have pods for each and every single person. So, what are they? Like, an hour? Two hours? I don't know. How much time are they really getting to know each other in a day? Like, that's that's what I, that's what I want to know, I think. And... I'm also kind of digging the music. Last episode, I was not feeling it. Um, This episode, it kind of, it's been fitting the scenes pretty well so far. So, we'll we'll have to see that. Um, And then another thing, one of my biggest grievances, and I mentioned this, I think, in the last episode, it's just so annoying that we don't get to see everyone. That's my biggest beef with this show, is that we don't get to see everyone, because I keep seeing these cuties, like Habib and Vito, the Italian stallion, and I'm like, where are these guys? Like, where are the women? Where are the men? Like, and I know they only get so much production and editing time and whatever, but it's just annoying. I'm like, I want to see the other potentials. Like, that's, I, I would like that, but I'm not getting that. So, you know. Then we jump in the Mal and Sal's pod. And I kind of forgot they had a connection from the last episode, but they do. And it's a very strong one. And they're playing the classic Never Have I Ever. And of course, this is right after we see Mal and Jarrett. So we kind of get to see that relationship and then this relationship. And they're very different from one another. And can I just say, Sal seems vanilla. He seems vanilla AF. Who is texting me? I don't know. But yeah, he just, I mean, I don't know. Having sex in a public place, I actually think that could be kind of weird because I have played this game with so many other people and a lot of people don't do that or haven't done that. And I think that's interesting because I don't know, in high school, you're kind of left to your own devices, you know? So, um, I don't know. I can just see him like losing his virginity at a really late age, which nothing wrong with that, but he definitely seems vanilla. Like he doesn't seem as kinky as I feel like Mal probably is. Um, she definitely has more experience like that much. I can say, I will say though, that when they were talking about tattoos and she was like, oh yeah, I have one under my boob. And he's like, Ooh, yes, that grossed me out. Like, there's such a way sexier way of being like, yeah, but he was like, ooh, yeah, like, it it, was, it made me uncomfortable. Did not sit well with me, and those were really the two takeaways I had from their pod, um, And but I'm sure we'll see more of them throughout the episode. Makes sense. Okay, so then the editing team really did a number here, because first we see Shayna and Natalie, like, they're sitting in the women's living quarters, we're not even sure if they're, like, next to each other, because it looks like they're alone, or at least it looks like Natalie's alone, but Shayna's looking at 
her supposedly smiling and Natalie's freaking out because, you know, the last time she saw Shane, he called her Shayna and it was really fucked up and disgusting and horrifying. <laughs> so I don't even know why she's going back at this point. Um, if some guy did that to me, I'd be like, yeah, no, like I have enough trust issues and you're just adding to it. Thank you so much. Bless your soul. Have a blessed day. Goodbye. Um, but she does go back into the pod. So clearly she's still frustrated and we can sense that off of the sheer tone of her voice um he did get it right this time so zero points for him still because that is you just don't come back from that i just don't trust him i really don't i don't get a good feeling about it at all um i think there's it, the there's going to be major problems i feel like and i don't think they end here i also get the sense that he's a super mama's boy which can be very dangerous if you've watched my mother and my monster-in-law oops episode and he just seems like a man child and not in a good way because there's guys who are childish and then there's guys who are funny and goofy and let that side come out um to be funny and goofy he's just always 24 7 a man child and clearly doesn't handle things appropriately and i just don't know i don't think natalie should let this shit just slide she's so smart she's so worthy and i feel like she's just not giving herself enough credit and i think she's just trying too hard to give the experiment a chance so i'm very very worried for her um he did ask her to be his girlfriend that was pretty crazy really wasn't expecting that so we kind of get this sense that he is going to be devoted to their connection and he's not going to be looking anywhere else but again that trust is not there like i do not trust him and of course we'll see that come out um but yeah and then she comes back she's obviously super excited and Shayna looks like randall from monsters inc she's got her squinty eyes going on she's like i'm emotionally exhausted uh major villain energy from her i still have hope for her but i don't know i don't know it's hard okay so immediately after that we get thrown into the pods with Shayna and shane and this is where we learn that shane is a two-timing bastard yes you heard it here first um does he i i mean he's obviously stupid like that much is obvious but to think that girls don't talk to one another and to think that they wouldn't pry into each other about each other's connections, especially when they have a similar connection with the same person. Like, what was he thinking? 2% brain activity is going on there. I think less, perhaps, because he was utterly shocked at at the whole thing, at being like, what, you want this to end? And, like, such a dick. It was... I can't even imagine, like, Natalie watching this all back, and I'm assuming there's more, because I don't think it's over. Like, these people who are being previewed so much, there's no way that that it's over, and I just don't believe that at all. So, yike. It's big yikes over here. I really, you know, I'm proud of Shayna for bringing it up and not just letting the relationship continue, because, again, like, being someone's second choice is so hurtful and it's really hard to get over so she was right to bring it up but this man really said like who cares he was like so what if i have a girlfriend and she's like yeah yeah are you yeah and i get her 
where she's coming from because to have two failed engagements, you really want to do it right the next time around. You really do. And he's clearly not the one, I don't think, for anyone. So, you know, it's very adult of her to get out of that. Um, I'm also proud of her for putting her foot down and having actual standards and leaving and breaking up with him. However, I don't think this is the end of Shane and Shane. I just... Something about her screams evil energy. Yeah. I just can't believe he wouldn't think that women converse. I mean, it's it's utterly mind-blowing and idiotic, truly. Okay, so then we get to Shake and Deeps, and this was super eye-opening, like something I personally wasn't expecting from Shake. I don't think any of us were expecting from Shake because he is such a superficial person. It's like, what more, what else more could there be to you? Because what I'm seeing, I don't really care for, I don't like. Um, I was saying at the beginning, like the first episode, I was like, he's one of the most hateable people here. Um, but we see that he's really trying to redeem himself after he's talked to the guys. He's really been picking, picking up what he's been putting down and that people have not been receiving that well and maybe be going into himself and he's like, why am I asking these questions? Why am I so concerned about, you know, looks and weight and matters like that so when he's talking with deep d she goes over like her own weight issues that she used to be really heavy and then he admittedly says that he also went through weight issues and was also like really heavy as a kid so the trauma makes sense and i guess the questions make sense too but i like that he's able to challenge his previous dating history her as well because they've never dated like an indian person before they've never dated within that their own culture and i think it may be helpful for them and maybe it's again it's challenging them to go to go out of their comfort zone and to question why maybe but i'm sensing in a weird way and i know i've seen this on tiktok a few times but some people are like this is kind of racist against your own culture like not appreciating people within your own culture and i thought that that was a really interesting conversation because i can definitely see that with shake not so much deeps but i guess we'll kind of go more into them i don't see them going anywhere so we'll see where that goes but i'm hoping that he does have a new character arc that we might like a little bit more then we hop over to shayna and kyle now this made me really happy because i was like i'm glad she didn't give up even after the whole shane thing commenced and her and kyle do seem really into each other but then flash forward and she breaches the conversation about religion because she is like a godly woman whatever yada 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 and he's not religious and in fact he openly admits that he's an atheist and that he believes in science which had me on the floor that had me on the floor he was like i believe in the big bang theory and she was like god is science and oh it was a truly cringe conversation and clearly if you can't agree with each other on basic values and basic beliefs you might have an issue dating or marrying each other so yeah it was obviously an uncomfortable situation, but it was one, it was a conversation that needed to happen. But I do think that now I have a new issue with Shayna and I'm like, you're probably an anti-vaxxer. And I also think she's the, 
she gives me a lot of Jessica vibes from last season. Yeah, those. That's just that's that's the vibes that I'm getting. But I'm glad he's realizing. You know, this. I was kind of floating away from this, and now I'm grounded. So it was a conversation that needed to happen, but we were kind of left on a cliffhanger. So I'm not quite sure where that is gonna go. Then we switch back to Deeps and Shake. So they're talking about like vet life because he's a vet, which is very interesting. He's a vet and then a side DJ. Very interesting line of work, I must say. And I can't imagine him being a vet, but it's good that he's not working with people because he is such an asshole sometimes. I like that he's he's clearly open to her and he's just opening up more and more. You know, she's talking about how she wants to have as many children. I also really liked how she was like, I want as many kids as I can afford. Because that's such a realistic standpoint because kids are fucking expensive. So I, I liked the way that she put that. But clearly they're both open to an, twenty to one another. And then they he proposes. Totally proposes. He's done a complete full 180 during this. I still have a lot of qualms with him, I must say. But I'm just letting it happen, mostly because I have to, because I have no input in how this show ends. He's proposing to her in jeans. Different. But I guess they can't see each other, so it doesn't matter. But still, do you want to remember proposing in jeans? I don't know. I just feel like the other guys have gotten so dressed up so far. So, well, I guess we've... I don't know. It'll be interesting. So, they're done. They're proposed. And we'll really have to see where this goes. Deep seems super excited. And I love how excited the girls were for her. But I don't know. I kind of see this ending in a dumpster file fire file as well so we'll see where that goes then we get deep in the pod with Jarrett and ayana Jarrett's story was mind-blowing he was stabbed by a really good friend of his and just how fucking wild is that my brain can't wrap my head around it that that actually happened to him and only a year ago i mean from the time they filmed this and he's standing, he's alive, and the thing that really blew me away, though, is when he goes, yeah, that was probably one of the lowest moments of my life. I'm like, bro, what is possibly lower than that? But actually, I don't, I can't think of anything. Ayana's story was also really sad. She was sexually assaulted when she was 17, and I appreciated that she brought that up because it does happen to so many women. I think it should be more talked about on TV. It's a very realistic experience for many of us. So I appreciated that. And I also appreciated him responding in the way he did. He listened, he reacted appropriately. And they were able to talk about both of their traumas in a very healthy, revealing cute way. And I think they are an ideal pairing. They receive each other so freaking well. But of course, at the end, he's like, you know, I have made connections with both you and Mallory. And you can see the distraughtness on her face and it's starting to get bad. So I I don't know what's going to happen next, but it's, it's I don't have a good feeling about it. But I have really high hopes for them. Now we're back to Mal and Jerry Bear. Um, This was dumb to me because they have never spoken to each other about what they do for work, if they have pets, if they own things. I thought that was weird. Like, you just cover that shit all at the beginning, so I'm not quite sure how they skipped over that. 
In fact, I think it's almost impossible to skip over those things. But, you know, good for them. I'm glad they finally got that shit covered because <laughs> that seems pretty important. Um, he definitely seems to have, with Mal, more conversations about future. Whereas Ayana, it's conversations about themselves. But with him and Mal, it's their future. And he doesn't take initiative necessarily with that with Ayana. So, again kind of concerned about which way he's leaning, but I have a feeling he's leaning towards Mal. So, yikes. I don't know. I don't know. Then we go back to Mal and Sal. And really the biggest takeaways I have from this is that I think she is more into Sal than she is into Jarrett. I don't know. I think maybe it just may be the sexiness of Sal's voice or how he's becoming more affirmative, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you because I'm not there. However, um, he did pull out his ukulele. Um, I cringed so hard. The worst secondhand cringe. Never pull out a ukulele. Never. Don't do it. She thought it was cute, which, um, was even scarier to me. I, that's just not me. I went on a hinge date once and the man pulled out a guitar. He ruined a Luke Combs song for me and I'm pissed about it. I'm so pissed about it. And it made me so physically uncomfortable and he was corner blocking me so I couldn't leave. I didn't have an exit point either. So I just had to sit there in writhing pain as he played from his guitar and sang off tune horrifying. So, gave me PTSD, but I'm glad Mal thinks it's cute, and I see them being an ideal pairing. So, this, again, it's all getting kind of messy, but I just, I'm really pissed that he brought out his guitar. I hated every second minute of it. Blech. Now, we're at the moment where Deeps and Shake finally get to meet in person. And the first thing that he says, well, one of them, is he goes, the booty is not safe. This man is so foul sometimes. His relationship standards are foul. The things he, that comes out of his mouth are foul. He doesn't even know her, and he's like, I'm gonna assault you the minute I meet you. Like, what? I don't know. I like him for a minute, and then I hate him the next. I just, it's a back and forth, a back and forth, a back and forth. There's no other way to describe it. I will say, though, his initial reaction of her was so cute. He was so floored and stunned at her beauty, and he's like, I'm gonna get you pregnant, and he's just kissing her and loving her, and, you know, if I was a girl, that would be, like, a really cute way for a guy to be that excited and shocked. And I loved the way he challenged the cultural t tradition of the women who are supposed to be kissing the men's feet, but he kissed hers instead. I thought that was so cute and so sweet and proved to her that they are equals. And I loved that he did that for her because he really does seem to kind of hate against his own culture. And the fact that he did that was really thoughtful. So I am happy for them. But I still am very unsure. I just feel like his idiocy is not going to go away. I don't know. I don't know. I still think she could do better, so we'll see. We will see. Now we're at Shana and Kyle, and this shit just... The, the drama never fucking ends. This man is unbelievable, truly. I've never met someone... I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously. But this... 
was so not okay. So he proposes to her. And, I mean, she goes into the room and she sees the ring. This is before he even proposes, but she knows. She knows what's coming and she already has regrets and she hasn't said a, she hasn't even said yes yet. And her dumbass does say yes, even though they have all these differences and even though she did ask him questions and he's like, we just gotta try it. Like we, you know, I don't want to have regrets when I leave here. Gives her his mom's engagement ring. I mean, the audacity is just crazy. And she clearly doesn't want to. She's looking at the camera, like, mouth open, totally horrified by what's happening. And her face just says everything. She's audibly gasping when she says yes. She's clearly not excited. She didn't even put on the ring when he asked her. A giant mistake is all I can say. It was so, you know, this is going to be her second failed engagement. So she failed. She epically failed and he's stupid. So there's that. In true fashion, we end on a cliffhanger and it's the fucking cliffhanger of the century because Shayna's horrible ass comes in and she ruins fucking everything. You can already see that Shane is like fucked in the head. He's questioning his decision and it's like no shane you had it so good so if he falls for this bullshit because she's she's already said yes to kyle at this point unless editing makes us think otherwise but she's already said yes she is an engaged woman and yet she's trying to emotionally cheat already like what kind of fuckery is this she is the worst she's worse than jessica i'm calling it now i can't believe that like, not only are you hurting him because he was so happy with Natalie, you're hurting Kyle, your supposed fiance that you love, and now you're hurting Natalie. And what kind, what is that? I'm hoping and praying that Shane sticks to his guns, keeps his, you know, stands strong, doesn't change his mind because one, Natalie, we already know Natalie deserves better, but Shane deserves better too. She should have, like, no, she should have told you how she felt, and it, and she didn't. She waited to the last minute, and now you're all confused. It's so fucked. I hate her, and Kyle doesn't even know what's happening. Natalie doesn't know what's happening. Ugh. So yeah, I'm really hoping that Shane makes the right decision, but from what we've seen, I don't know if he's capable of that. So we'll see. We will see. But that is the end of the episode. So thank you for tuning in to this recap. There'll be lots more to come because the drama is already, the tea is already hot. So I can imagine it'll be boiling by next week. So stay tuned and I will talk to you guys next Friday over Love is Blind. All right. It's Ginger Spice and everything nice. See ya.